Should I say evening? Uh, regrettably, once again, we are live from Glasgow on a Sunday evening. So by the time you hear us on a Friday morning, hopefully we will still be alive. But we are not live right now as you're listening to us. And Ellie, yeah, would you just do me a favour and just tell me briefly why we're not live? Oh, okay. And then we'll move back into the real the real story well it's not like I'm going to do any work or anything I'm going on a frivolous holiday to oh Berlin yeah. I'm gonna uh, but it's it's not frivolous in the sense that I've booked a low cost airline and I'm just jetting off because obviously that would be in breach of my environmental policy so I'm on the train on Friday nine hours because I'll already be in London but nine hours from London to Berlin but I think it's gonna be really exciting because it's three um Different trains, Eurostar, then followed by the Belgian train, followed by the Deutsche Bahn. I actually think it's a really nice way to um, get an experience. And because next year when I go to France, I really wanted to, you'll like this, I really wanted to get the train there so that I could get a feel for the country before I arrived at my destination. But um, I was told that that was ridiculous because the the trains in France are really expensive. Who told you this? Your mum? No, somebody else, but I, d- I don't want to mention any names. The but S- anyway, it was... SNCF. What is the SNCF? It's the French National Train Operating Company. Is it? And what, what are they like? Are they quite reasonable, the SNCF? Well, of course they're more reasonable than the privatised nonsense in this country. It's still bloody run by the state, isn't oh, it? No. And they brought in um, high-speed trains like in the bloody 70s or something we only Mm. got our first one about four years ago well it's not too late for me to investigate because i haven't booked anything yet i think you should because me and john went to uh, barcelona on the train on the train we all the way from paris overnight to barcelona on the sleeper train it was bloody amazing you should you should do it, Oliver, because it is a way to see... I thought it might be a good way Europe. to become a bit more confident in a foreign land. Definitely. Yeah, and actually I, I got that idea as well from, I think, from Kate Soper. We haven't talked about Kate Soper for a while, but no. her theory of alternative hedonism, as she likes to call it, I'd say hedonism, she is a big advocate of taking a slightly longer route in order to kind of just experience the situation a bit more. Because when I was a child, um, my parents took me on foreign holidays three times a year. Sorry, I don't want to say that and for people to think that I'm outrageously spoiled and middle class. Well, you're an only child, so I you deserve to child. be spoiled. Um, but yes, we, we used to go on all these different holidays, <laughs> jetting around. But that's why from about the age of 20 or something, I never bothered to renew my passport or go anywhere because I just had no real... Because to me, it just felt like we... Got up really early in the mornings, sat in a box, 
got to another building, got into another box, sat in that box for about three hours, then got out of that box, and then we were just in another country. Mm-hmm. But actually, that other country, you still walk on the ground, the sky is still above you. There, to me, there was no difference. It was slightly hotter and people spoke in another language, but apart from that, there wasn't much difference. Um, or perhaps I had just rationalised that to myself so that I didn't have to buy a passport. But um, plane plane travel is, you know, it's not natural. It's completely unnatural just to be able to get from, you know, here to there in like two hours. Mm. It's much more natural to be able to see yourself like travelling that distance on a more like tangible speed. I think it's much more enjoyable. I wouldn't want to do it on the journey back. No, well, I haven't mentioned Because I like that. to just pop back off then you know once the fun is over well, that's what i'm doing yeah. on monday which is a good compromise about. though isn't it well it is a compromise because when we went to ireland i went all the way to dublin on the, f- the coach and the ferry and then the train mm. from glasgow and then i came back on the low cost but that was chiefly my fault wasn't it because i didn't want to yeah, go back on the ferry but i'm glad that we didn't because if you remember that day i'm sure we just both really wanted to just get home We'd so. had a lovely time, but I think we were... Oh, no, did we have a lovely time or did we have an argument? No, I can't remember. I think it was all right. Didn't we just listen to Ellie and Oliver's show on the plane back? Yeah, we listened to Resolutions. That's nice, yeah, the very first show. Because we wanted to go down in style. I always say I'm going to go down when I'm on the plane. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but, Ellie, anyway, we're deviating wildly because the theme of this show isn't actually transport. <laughs> Methods of transport. Um... The theme for this evening, it's an evening show. I also want to set the scene for anyone listening. We're actually sat on the sofa in our lounge, which is unusual. We never really sit on this sofa. We always sit at the table to record the show. Yeah. Um, yeah but this evening's theme, we've just got a lamp on as well, rather than the full lights. Mood lighting. Um, yeah, mood lighting on the sofa. Because I thought we'd talk about regrets today. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I wanted to talk about something... In the last couple, as as we come towards the close of the Ellie and Oliver show, there's like seven shows left. I just thought it would be nice to pare things back a bit, talk about something a bit simpler, a bit earthier, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, yeah, just a, a bit less abstract or, you know, just something really real. I know. I think, I think it's a really good idea because last week's sh- show... Um, we had quite a argument after the show, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We, we had quite an intense like debrief, if you want to call it that, after the show. And it almost felt like, oh, what's the point of going on? What's the point of making more shows? Like, we just, well, I felt like we were trying to live up to stuff that had been before a little bit too much, but also that maybe in doing that and exaggerating or, or like trying to, l- to live up to these roles that we built ourselves on the show we were just irritating each other Mm. and that we weren't really connecting so i was and then i tried to impose a theme on you which you didn't like because obviously that's just a sort of authoritarian approach i like to take to things but um and then i thought maybe we shouldn't have any theme at all maybe we should just sit on the sofa and chat yeah well maybe one day we will do that 
but we're talking about regrets. So Today we're talking about regrets. It's that. really because I think I, and I did talk about it last week a little bit. i tell you one regret I am having is taking my shoes off, and I'm sorry about that. I've got my shoes off, but I've got some cheap Nikes on all day, so the, the sofa has a certain human aroma. I can't smell to it. it. Oh, good. Okay, maybe it's just me being paranoid. Um, yeah, I think that my... Oh, because, well, first I was wondering, you know, everybody says that it's, like, pointless having regrets anyway. Yeah. What's the point? Oh, I, I think, like, because I, I always live in fear of having regrets. And I quite often think, especially being an artist, I often think, what if you get to, like, 35 and you just think, like, this was a waste of time. Why didn't you just do something else? Like, that yeah. would have been easier You'd have had a much easier... I, I mean, you can't tell whether you would have had an easier path. And I certainly wouldn't be sat here now, I shouldn't think, if I hadn't decided to become an artist. Because, you know, last week as well, when we were talking about evaluations, one of the things that I completely forgot to mention is that on my blog at the moment... I don't know if you know, because I'm sure that you don't really go on to the Oliver Bray Tumblr. Sometimes. But I've been doing... For the last 10 weeks of 2012... I've been doing a top 10 every week because it's been 15 years since I decided to become an artist. Since I saw Sensation in 1997. 15 years? What a precocious I, I know, I know. I know, I know. Just playing. But, um, yeah, it's a bit weird because I think from that period of time, I just really decided that that was what I wanted to do. So let's say like 13. I always think that's a really, really... I always feel embarrassed to say that as if I came to art very late on because, you know, most people wanted to do it since they were five and they just used to do drawings all the time. I was never really interested in any of that. But I do... One of my worries is... the, The one thing that I worry that art, for me, is slightly bound up with cutting myself off from humanity... And I, Interesting. I wonder how much, uh, how how much emotion and how much human relationship I would have experienced more of if I hadn't started along this path of, um, yeah, being an artist. Self-indulgent, should we call it? It's like, well, for me, you know, like. One of the one of the reasons, like I've talked about it in lots of different situations, how I came to this, like being an artist. But actually, it was through, like you know, I wanted to be an actor up until the age of thirteen. <laughs> and my drama teacher said, like, oh, I think he's too fey for the other boys at high school. And I thought the fey meant psychic, and then it turned out it didn't. It was like a, a kind way of saying homosexual. <laughs> and then it turned out that I was far too homosexual for the other boys at my school. And then I couldn't get onto the stage without anyone shouting like gay or like, you know, uh, when I when I moved schools when I went to high school, I had quite a hard time because I was such a homosexual. Yeah. And that's how I sort of became an artist or 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 moved into art rather, became interested in art because it's a bit more insular and I could sort of hide in the art room Mm. and so i do think it's actually quite strange that like what was like at that time because it pretty much felt like every like nearly everybody in my year thought that i was a disgusting perverted homosexual at that time well not even in my year like basically in the whole school like you know just walk from lesson to lesson and people would just shout at me or like whatever but and and at home obviously as well (laughs) wasn't much better um and I i think it's really Sometimes I worry that it was the wrong choice because art for me is very tied up in that particular period of my life. Like that period of my life led on to 
becoming an artist and I wonder sometimes if I let art go whether I would be able to let go certain psychological hang-ups which I think have stayed with me from that period of time wow like I mean this is scary I suppose it's scary uh, your relationship to art is obviously very different from my relationship to art because I guess I was so unsure about who I was in lots of different ways (laughs) until I was about 30 um that I you know I just focused on my career if you want to call it that and that was just a way of maybe escaping from things but maybe it is Mm -hmm. really clearly related but I didn't have that horrific experience at school that you had but in terms of regret, like, I really don't think you can. I mean, you're still really young. You're not even bloody 30. Well, creeping close, though, isn't it? And the thing about being an about artist... About 15 months away. I don't know. I mean, it takes... Uh, I mean, the thing about being an artist is it is a bit of a lifelong commitment, isn't it? I don't think you can just yeah. walk away from it. Like, But just to throw in a little cliche... As we like to do on the Ollie and Oliver show every now and again. Um, that idea that you will only ever regret things that you've not done rather than mm. things that you have done. I think that's quite important to throw that in there um, and to think that really the things... Well, <laughs> in that case, maybe the things that you should be regretting are the things that's only possible to do when you're young like if you had wanted to be a professional sports person for example then you probably missed your chance of doing that even if you wanted to be an amateur roller derby player then you're getting on a bit when you're 33 and you're still trying to try to to do it you're hurting your knees all the time but i don't regret not starting that early i mean one of the things i always used to say is actually if I think about when I used to be saying this, around the time when I went to Australia, when I was oh. 31, I remember saying to the person I went to meet in Australia, I, I never regret anything. I've never regret anything that Do you I've want to give some life. context to going to Australia or do you not want to talk about it? I don't know. I mean, over the last three years... I probably made the biggest life-changing decisions that I've made. Sorry, four years. I mean, because coming to Glasgow is one of those. So I guess it's the first point in my life where I've con- when I've begun to look at those decisions and question whether or not I regretted them. Whereas up until that point, I quite confidently said that I never regretted anything. And I just wonder whether that's to do with the dramatic nature of the decisions that I've taken, or it feels in my in terms of my boring my boring life was like before, or whether that's just getting old. Because I wonder whether, when you get older, there are just more things, more decisions that you've made, more decisions that you can see the effect that they've had on how your life's turned out that you can start to regret. And also, I think it is slightly different, biologically, for a woman. Well, Because of the whole body clock thing, that body clock ticking. And I think that that actually does change women's relationships to regret quite a lot. Interesting. I, I don't know, I just thought about it just now, but I think it does. 
Um, so, I guess uh, it seems like a funny place to cut off because we're just into that. But just to keep the format, I guess we should go into a song. Yeah, what are we going to play? Uh, and then we're going to come back. I'm going to play a song now. Um, I chose I chose it because I. I I I listened to some old Ellie and Oliver shows recently, <laughs> and um, you know anyone who listened to a lot of the shows know that I spent a lot of time feeling sad this year about this one person just on repeat all the time. A lot of regrets, I suppose. Um, it's that it's weird. It's not that I regret doing. It's not that I regret really wallowing in that situation. What I really regret, or the thing that I've come to realise this year and very much in the last couple of weeks is that actually I wasn't really for maybe the last 15 years of my life I wasn't really experiencing feelings properly I was actually like just always thinking about feelings well this is what we talked about rationalising feelings yeah so um, and I, I think I guess like one of the ways that I did think that I was feeling feelings but actually I was just getting a feeling for what feelings felt like or not any feeling I just you know I was just like projecting them onto other people was through music and um, yeah I just chose this song by Mikachu it's called Turn Me Well I really like it Uh, but yeah sometimes I worry that like it's one of those things that I would listen to and think that I was actually experiencing a feeling but actually it's someone else's feeling cool well let's listen to it and see how we feel Get to me and tell 
headphones one headphone each it was quite cozy i did find it quite emotive yeah it's an emotive song i guess you found it more emotive because you related it to all those events but i was trying to really like intensely think about regret while i was listening to the song and i thought about maybe the regret of some of the things that i said on the radio whether or not i regret those things and maybe when i think about the sort of work that I've made and you know somebody said to you once that artists need to know when to draw the line about mm. what to share and what not to share and because I said before the break that you only potentially should regret the things that you've not done rather than things that you have done and then I wonder well should I regret sharing all of this personal information about myself because it's not like I've only just been doing it during this radio show I've been doing it for the last bloody 10 years mm. and maybe that does make people take it less seriously or I don't know <laughs> like it's difficult to come back you can't retract information can you and that's why this notion it relates so much to this notion of regret because you can't take it back once it's out there I just I think like the 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 thing is like maybe it's not uh, like it's not regrettable it just has to be like dealt with and I think like in a way like you're just a product of maybe both of us like of a certain generation of very really relatively very early internet users yeah and people even now I think are still getting used to like how to handle the internet yeah and and so like really you can't you're just a product of that spirit like you know that you can share all this stuff so why wouldn't you and then eventually people will pair back and back and back i think but i just think it will take a a longer time become recovering data collectors but even if you're a recovering data collector and you still bloody broadcast the radio show from your living room every week well i mean i've been thinking a lot about how i might continue with my practice post ellie and oliver show although obviously this isn't really to do with my work but post all the problems that I experienced earlier in the year with the kind of work I was making and how I might make work is less to do with sharing personal details. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, I'm still very interested in how those personal details shape the work. And I just think maybe they don't have to, because they're in the work regardless, because they're a product, they're part of how the work was made, they're wrapped up in the work. So they don't yeah. need to be brought to the surface because they're kind of embedded into... The work, um, if 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 you're making work which is sort of anecdotal, yeah, then the actual anecdote doesn't literally have to be there because it's in the manufacture of the product. Yeah, I mean, if like if I think about how my practice like shifted after I kind of made this conscious decision not to make my work so personal anymore, like it is very much like a row of the row of popcorn machines which was one of the first ones i made the mm. history of financial crisis like that's my take on this global crisis uh, financial crisis or global topic but i guess it is still pretty well a person a subjective interpretation isn't it like it's still in there yeah it's still for personality sure. in it i guess i was just thinking about things like with the Ellie and oliver show yeah. The way that we record it, you know, because one of the things that I worry about, well, not worry about, but it's like, 
we're making this. Yeah. And like as we make it, this this sentence is complicated. So I don't know quite how to say it, but it's being made as we make it. Like it's just evolving all the time or things things happen. Yeah. And I guess like any lifespan of anything before when you were talking about as you make more and more choices as your life goes on. And obviously because we know that we're in the winter of Ellie and Oliver's show now, the decisions are becoming more and more important. Or maybe it's a chance to do more experimental things and maybe, um, yeah, I wonder whether when we look back at the whole of Ellie and Oliver's show, we'll wish that we'd done things. Because I sort of wish that we had now made things more intimate um on a more regular basis rather than just always because you know like i was always trying to t- try and sound clever i know and um but it's like i think that i don't want to take full responsibility for that because i think that we both ended up getting sucked into that yeah i think so and and but it it came through knowing that people were listening to the radio but also imagining about certain people that might be listening that you wanted to impress more than others boys and whatnot i'm not talking about work i'm talking purely about romance obviously um yeah so that that for that for me i think is really going to surface in the next couple of weeks as we choose the shows yeah but it's like yeah the the evolution of those kinds of decisions like that's the life and the the way that the the work has a life without it having to be explicitly personal although it is because it's Elliot and Oliver show I mean it's difficult to explain anecdotal manufacture when the actual show is anecdotal in itself I know anecdotally manufactured I was trying to like analyze 2012 a little as I was swimming up and down this morning Mm. I was just thinking, oh fuck, I've done nothing this year. It's really this year you gone? can't think that. But then I, but but then I started to think, fuck, I've done so much yeah. this year. It's insane. But I think 2012 has been an amazing year, really. I thought about it like I've been. I keep thinking about things that I think I've done really long time ago in the past, and then I'm like, wow, that was actually like in February, or you know, like actually we did so much this year. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't, I don't regret anything of course of course um and i think that i will look back on this as a real sort of key year i and i think i mean maybe maybe all of these years that we're having together oliver in this flat they're all pretty intense they're all pretty self-indulgent they're all pretty but they're all like feel like real like like we're making great strides i don't want to talk about progress they've been peppered with busyness but not great strides in a career sense, but just in terms of discovering who we are and in terms mm. of like working out what we care about and what we want to do. Like, I mean, I, I feel like I'm getting somewhere. And do you remember earlier on in the year, like I said, in a way, it felt like the whole Ellie and Oliver show project was for me a way of reaching some answers to these big questions. Mm. And I know you only reach those answers like in a very ephemeral way and then they kind of all disappear again but at some points it, it does feel like this has been a key year having these discussions and I won't regret it. I think we've definitely worked out I mean I think living together we definitely worked out some really great strategies or of, of how to live better with people or I feel like we've tried lots of different experiments and even if they don't 
and w- I think we've tried things that like you can't always try with lots of other people because you need a certain type of person who's actually open to those kind of experiments in living if you were, yeah. sounds like we've been doing all kinds of revolting sexual things oh really God. not about that it's much more platonic than that um yeah wow so i know we haven't been doing any revolting sexual things but i one thing i want to say oliver yeah if you think back to 2009 and those moments 2009 when you climbed up the stairs came up to the flat over the summer and said oh I really like the look of this room. I could really live here. And I would ring you up and I'd go, there's no way you're fucking moving in. But I think I will not ever regret living with you. It's pretty amazing, wasn't it? It has been amazing. And I think that, you know, I may have regretted it had I have got to 60 and we were still here. Yeah. And that because of that, you hadn't been able to cook any meat for the <laughs> last 33 years of your life. Or, like, uh, neither of us had been able to, like, live with a partner because we'd just been stuck with each other. But Though at least we could have told each other that that was the reason. I know, we have been fucking telling we each fuck other ups. that for the last <laughs> three years. Like, no wonder I can't have a proper <laughs> relationship. I've got Oliver. <laughs> but, like... I think we're ending it at the right time, really, so that there won't be any, like, regrets. And I think that's the beautiful thing about, like I said in a previous show, continuing, continually shaking things up, restarting, yeah. and, you know, just making fresh starts throughout your life, not ever getting to a point where you settle down, is that it doesn't leave room for regret. And maybe the only regret you'd have when you got to the end of that process is... Shit, I wish I'd settled down. Yeah, no. <laughs> but fuck it, I'd rather have had all of those experiences. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, that is the biggest choice, isn't it? Lots of little experiences or one big long trajectory. I can't work out myself, which is... I feel like I'm much more inclined towards the trajectory, but I feel like all of these experiences are part of the trajectory. You know, like... Yeah. When we talked last week about, um, I set myself those five kind of goals, if you will, or five kind of thoughts. Uh, and I feel like I've worked on them. So I feel like even though it feels like I'm having lots of weird little shards of experience and none of them really add up, then actually when we look at the, mm. the sum of all those parts, yeah, I feel like I am doing the things that I want to do. Yeah. And well, re- and reevaluating and reacting all the time to those things. Well, that for me is the only way to live a life with no regrets. Is to make sure that you are always doing the things that you really want to do, and that's why if you do have dependents, heaven help us, end up having children. <laughs> then they will end up dictating what you do and you uh, live a compromised life. But that's uh, that's why I think you have to have children when you're completely ready to give up your entire life. I don't think either of us are. I'm not, no. But I'd like to think in maybe seven years' time. Well, yeah. At least you haven't got that body clock ticking away. Well, yeah, that's true. Okay, on that note... In seven years' time, I might be able to have a baby myself. Let's hope Fingers so. crossed. Oh my god, imagine if you wrote me into having it. It'd be so exciting. That'd be oh. so fucking creepy. <laughs>
No. So I'm going to play a song now, Oliver. Okie dokie. Um, and regretfully, I'm woefully badly prepared. But I would really like to play the song that we heard in the coffee shop today. Right. So you'd like to play a song that neither of us know the title of, and I can't even remember how it goes. Can you improvise it at all? No. Can, I can't even remember anything about it now, apart from it had a beat in it. Yeah, me neither. Okay, so maybe I should just play a song that relates to... to regrets? A significant oh, decision. Yeah, that sounds good. That I've made over the last three years. Mm. So, like, one of those could be going to Australia, which is actually a metaphor for s- <laughs> many things. Which um, remain unexplained. <laughs> but, <laughs> but then I may regret sharing that intimate information. Okay. Which doesn't just involve me. But so it's 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 something that you did let's that was intimate and that didn't involve just you. I think everybody's got the general idea. Well, thank God. Hopefully they'll have switched off by now. Don't want to mention the colour purple. We're bloody dragging on. Okay, so um, I'll just play a song from a CD. Have you got the soundtrack to Oranges Are Not The Only Fruit? Come on. Song now, <laughs> no, come on. I regret saying that. You fucking should. <laughs> um, right, I'm going to play uh, just a song from the CD. Just a song me. from a CD? I think I've already played it. I've played Morrissey before. No, I don't think we've had any Morrissey. Okay, well, I'm going to play this. Okay. And it's the song... I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> But it's a good Morrissey song, actually. No, I referred to Morrissey in an earlier episode. So I'll play it for you now, Oliver. Great, let's and hear then it. Then we'll call it a day. Bye. Bye.
Bye.